0: Andy Bush and Richie Firth with you right now, right this minute. Now we're both wearing shirts. I feel like we're quite formal today. Quite a yes. formal podcast.
1: Yes, and uh, tomorrow's could be even more formal because we have got to be in for an early morning meeting as well. Oh,
0: early morning. Bearing in mind, we don't start this show. We don't start yakking until four. Mm. What time we got to be in tomorrow? Got to be in for ten thirty. Man, that's gonna. That's gonna. You know, it's like uh, going through uh, some form of uh, extra time, you know, during the course of a football tournament. It's going to pay, you, you know, come through in the end, isn't I it? Don't Do you know wanna,
1: I, mean? I don't want to tug at our listeners' heartstrings here, but let's just look at things. We've got to be in for 10.30 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. However, we finish here at 7 o'clock. I can't see that I'll be home any earlier than 8.30 tonight.
0: Uh, me, I constantly get the wrong train home and get the Essex Loop. There's any chance I could be home at like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning? Who knows? So,
1: anyway, if you want to send... Your uh, donations. Uh, to, you know, if you're feeling sorry uh, for these malnourished radio presenters, yeah. uh, send them to Annie Bush or Richie Firth at uh, One Golden Square, London. Or if you're going
0: to tweet, just use the hashtag
1: time. <laughs> Absolute
2: Radio.
0: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie with
2: Tesco Mobile. Every little helps.
1: Shining light from Ash. It's Monday night's Hometime on Absolute Radio. Andy Bush and Richie Firth. Hopefully, your Monday has flown by. Hey, do you
0: know what, though? It's interesting what you're saying there, Richie. Monday night. Yeah, feels like it, doesn't it? We used to say Monday afternoon. Wow, ten past four already Monday night, and and this is what I was alluding to at the start of the show. Was it just me, or was last night unbelievably Sunday? <laughs> you know, like sometimes you can have a Sunday and you think, oh, I don't know what day of the weekend it is. But there was something unmistakable last night that it was definitely a Sunday night. Something to do, obviously, with the clocks changing, yep. the the gerrymandering of the uh, you know the hour time frame of what time of day it was. It was that, but also winter just turned up really late. It, so it, did, it like, Yeah. Ta da! I'm here. And it just felt really dark and really cold. And as I was sat there in my lounge looking around, re- made me feel like I had homework to do, even though I'm 42 <laughs> years old. I had a proper pit of stomach feeling as well. And I could almost like look around my lounge as it was when I was a kid and think to myself, over there, my mum would be doing the ironing with the big light on. Yeah. It felt really Sunday. In fact, my friend George tweeted me to say, I can
1: almost hear the opening theme to Poirot. <laughs> how Sunday it was. Do you know what I mean? If you were in our house, uh, then somebody would have been watching Songs of Praise. Oh, Songs of Praise. And then the moment that that finished, the telly would have gone off and that would have signified the end of the weekend yeah. and the <laughs> the issuing of get any homework done that you haven't done. And it's 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 all but Monday morning. Get all your bags packed. Yep. Uh, I'm not having you running around trying
0: to get your stuff together to make a curry in Mrs. Allen's home <laughs> economics class in the morning type of thing. But it's weird. There's a definitely lights up Sunday feeling and it does... Uh, Give me this kind of idea. Imagine if they were putting together like a virtual reality tour. You know when you go to a museum now, they'll have it set up like how lounges used to be yeah, yeah, yeah. during the war and you've got like blackout cloth and everything. They should do one that's a bit more current but do a virtual reality tour for future generations so they can see what Sunday nights were like. Like, for when we were kids. Yes. So, imagine that now. What was classic Sunday night when you were a kid? So, think back to those days. You probably felt it the same as we did last night. What was classic Sunday night? Dave, for example, Dave Easton says, I'd always play up and try and get to watch Hail and Pace. (laughs)
2: Absolute radio.
3: They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: And I don't know if you felt it last night. Something kind of changed last night. We were all sat in our lounges watching telly or whatever feels like we've gone into a different change of gear and it really felt Sunday night we're trying to put together almost like a virtual reality tour of what Sunday nights were like back
1: when you were a kid so what was classic Sunday night when you were a little one Cyrus saying on text day 1215 bathed and drying your hair by the fire and trying to record the chart show off the radio onto your tape recorder yes uh, Ange saying has to be bubble and squeak with brown sauce followed by the weekly bath and watching highway with Harry Seeker. <laughs> highway with
0: Harry Seekham <laughs> well there was the other one as well that was about a highway it was is it Highway to Heaven. Do you remember that was quite a Sunday night program. I don't remember that. It was one. about two angels uh, who looked like country western singers and they were just walking around America just like doing good. Amazing. It was really really good. Also as well, what was your
1: pajamas? Did you have like special Was it train-based pyjamas for you? (laughs) That's um, uh, quite uh, a sweeping statement. I (laughs) I I, imagine. Do you know what? At no point in my life have I had train pyjamas. I would have
0: put you down for either (laughs) train pyjamas or train uh, duvet and pillow set.
1: No, 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 no. I never had uh, that. I had Arsenal ones. Yeah. Duvet set and pyjamas, but never train ones. I would have put you down for that 100%. There's there's something about Sunday Night
0: Telly, which is sat there with wet hair because you've just been in in the bath. Uh, Let us know. We're trying to create the classic Sunday night. Uh, Rickster says, just waiting for hair. Howard's Way to Start. Do you remember that as a programme? I do. Good theme tune. Yeah, good theme tune. Just a bloke and a boat, wasn't it? Yeah, much. Right? Just a bloke and a boat.
2: Absolute Radio.
0: If you insist on listening to them
3: in your own time then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: We hope you're having a good Monday so far. I was just saying that last night felt very, very Sunday for some reason. Something had changed, maybe it's because of the clocks and everything like that, but it felt like the old days, and we're just uh, putting forward this suggestion that maybe one of the museums in the United Kingdom want to put together a virtual reality tour of what Sunday nights were like for us when we were kids. So think back to when you were a kid, Sunday night... Uh, What can you taste, what
1: can you see, what are you watching on telly, what was classic Sunday when you were a nipper? Lee in Leeds saying Sunday nights consisted of bath night, then a bowl of cornflakes while watching Black uh, Black Beauty, followed by Nicholas Parsons presenting Sale of the Century, (laughs) all in polyester gym Jams.
0: Do you know what, at the age of 42, I still embrace having uh, cereal as a legitimate
1: supper or dessert. (laughs) I completely endorse that, that's so good. Uh, Kevin Birmingham, warm gym Jams off the radiator, condensation on the windows, taste of burnt Yorkshire pudding lingering on your taste buds and then cheese sandwiches whilst watching Bullseye. I love that. Love these TV shows. Uh, Alan in Colchester says, Pilchards on toast. Then
0: Last of the Summer Wine. That sounds like my idea (laughs) of hell. (laughs) Awful. Sounds awful. Uh, Gemma in Nottingham says, Hi guys, it has to be Points of View in Our House followed by Songs of Praise. Then after a bath, it was
1: everyone sit down for Heartbeat. Do you know what? Out of all the texts that we've read and there's been so many, Heartbeat is the most mentioned for Sunday nights. What was this program
0: when he was a policeman? It was Nick Berry off of uh, EastEnders. And he was a policeman from like the 1930s or forties or I would or have said
1: sort of, uh, sort of more fifties, sixties, but it's rural. And he what he's cycling around solving crimes, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yorkshire Dales, yeah. Is this
0: pre or post "Every Loser Wins," which we had on seven inch single in my house? As well. "Every
1: Loser Wins" was while he was EastEnders,
0: wasn't was it? it? So this would have been post it. Yeah. Post it. It was some of his finest work. It really was. Uh, and it's interesting to get everyone to kind of take on what era they were around in as kids by what program they watched on yep. the telly. And this one's kind of caught our eye. This is from Jade. It says, Bally Angel and then cheese on crackers as our tea
2: Absolute Radio
3: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show Unfortunately, it still contains the two
1: of them talking. Lee says Sunday in our house as kids was all about bullseye, but then a slice of that chocolate cake with stripes inside. Oh, what I can, is that? I can picture it, but I couldn't name what it is. You don't mean like a swirl, like a log. Is it a log? I'd say... No, no, no. I'm not talking a mini log. Mini log. I'm talking they were... Hello, if, if you just joined us. <laughs> if Lee and I are on the same, same wavelength here, the, the stripes were vertical. I almost want to say they were Yellow. I don't know of this cake. I don't know of this cake. But then he goes on to say, if it was a really special night, we'd get the knit shampoo as well. You could taste that through your skull. Ooh, and then a bit of this, this, or something. <laughs> yeah. This anonymous text, as a kid, it would be super grand around about tea time, and then a shared bath with my brother. I always got to go in first and gave him the dirty oh. lukewarm water. Is that still a thing? Do people still do double bath together? <laughs> I don't know. We need, we need confirmation it's, on this.
0: Isn't it a shame as you, and the many, many things, become less fun as you grow up but isn't it a shame as an adult that's not okay anymore with your siblings
1: <laughs> wouldn't it be great to go around your brother's house Richie and just say look what about for old times sake <laughs> uh, not now trust <laughs> me on this <laughs> uh, mention Supergram there on the subject of superpowers I'm not quite at that length but I have got up to something very very heroic uh, we've got MGMT and Blondie on the way and then I will tell you about my everyday heroism on the way <laughs>
3: Home time podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're
0: listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
2: Absolute radio.
0: Nick and Epson says, Sunday night, if we were lucky, lunch at the Bernie Inn, home in the Vauxhall Cavalier, followed by Bergerac. And we've also been trying to track down a
1: mythical or mythological vertical-striped... Cake. It definitely existed. I remember it on Sunday tea time. Lee Ewan, uh, also Craig F on Twitter, Karen mm-hmm. Grant, Alison Partridge, they've all got it. It was the Cabris Swiss Gatto. There's your vertical striped cake. I've never seen that cake before in my entire life. Soon to be a technical on the Great British Breakoff, I'm certain of it.
0: Nothing more satisfying than correct cake identification on this show. Well done, you lot. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Andy Bush and Richie Firth here with Hometime on a wintry old Monday night. That's Florence and the Machine. It's 10 to 5. On the way, just after 5 on this show, oh, you can win your way to our fancy Ed Sheeran gig that we're putting on.
1: Big star, tiny little venue. More about that in a bit. I stand before you as a hero today. Not all, not all heroes wear capes. All right, picking it, yourself up there, Richie. <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Something happened this morning that I, I think elevates me into that everyday hero kind of status. Okay. With about an hour left on the clock before I needed to leave the house and come to work, my wife says to me, do you reckon we can get that curtain rail up in Rocco's nursery? Ah. I'm, it's one of those ones where you're thinking, oh, if I say no, this isn't going to play out well. <laughs> but my head knows we're up against the time here. Yeah. So I give a kind of, yeah, come on then, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. So I go into the spare room, I get all my stuff, my drill, my toolbox, and all that. Have kind you got a little stuff. toolbox thing going on? I've got a toolbox going on. Love that. But no markings, no measurings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And that curtain rail is up. It is still up. And it is straight. I wonder why you were quite cock-a-hooped today. You deserve a bit of this.
0: I
3: can be your hero,
1: baby. I'm exactly that person. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you those bare facts again. One more time. It is up, it is still up, and it is straight. And you actually tweeted a photo of you using a spirit level. On the latest iPhone update, you you actually get as part of it this the spirit level kind of thing. So you can you can use your phone as the spirit level rather than the the, the, the age old contraption with the bubble in the middle. Or a bit of laser. And there I am. Bear in mind, no markings, no measurings. It's up. It's still up, and it's straight. <laughs>
0: That is amazing, actually. First of I all, know. I almost don't buy it that you just went in there. Because normally, whenever I don't plan any DIY stuff, not that I do much, I always muck it up. Like, you need to do, you know, dads always take ages with like yep. whittling pencils and re measuring and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Measure twice, drill once, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But if I ever do it on the fly, I always screw it up. <laughs> so I'm quite surprised that you just did it first time without any form of like, you didn't make any pencil markings at all.
1: No markings. Just instinctive. No measurings. It is up, it is still up, and it is straight. <laughs> It's amazing, though, that you can get so much
0: kind of... Because you imagine in your household now, you've got quite a bit of collateral from just that one bit of DIY that took you 15, 20 minutes today. I'm
1: hoping I mean? that it buys me Tottenham versus Manchester City tonight. That's the whole point, folks. That's the whole point. The Hometime Podcast
3: with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not Home Time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name
2: absolute radio. So
0: essentially what you're saying, Richie, the take home from this in terms of your experience today is that if you do something small around the house that maybe you've been nagged to do for a while, yeah. make a big thing of it, become a hero in your own household. Correct. I quite like that because it's a small amount of input, big yield. Wing it. Have faith in yourself. Well, so you've put up this curtain pole thing without doing any like crossing or something. Like it's still up and it's straight. Do you know what, um, oh, sorry, yeah, good point. <laughs> 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 Because Katie has been going on at me for ages. She bought, um, a, this is so boring, I'm so sorry to let you into my uh, private life with this, but she's bought a cooker hood replacement. You know the filter for yeah, a cooker yeah, hood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like a real pain in the bum putting it in. And I've been putting off, like putting that in and replacing it for so long. Do it.
1: Give yourself the Enrique's. Do you reckon? Yeah. I can be your hero, baby. Advice for all of us tonight, folks. <laughs>
2: mobile putting you in control choose the length of your contract and enjoy their lowest monthly price with anytime upgrade flex every little helps terms and conditions apply
1: I'm fully aware that I'm about to sound like such an old dad with what I'm about to say, but what is it with young lads these days and wearing shorts? Uh, my eldest son is mm. 13 now. Yesterday the temperature was around about 4-5 degrees outside northerly wind. It's so cold. It is the it's back freezing. end of October. There's absolutely no way you should be wearing shorts and what's he's wearing? Shorts. He gets <laughs> off the train on Friday. He's wearing shorts. He's out yesterday. There's leaves blowing everywhere. He's wearing shorts. He looks like a mini postman in training it's doing my head in do
0: you know what? I love your Instagram thing you did a few videos where you were waiting for him to get off the train is Charlie going to be wearing shorts and then he came he's out he's wearing shorts He's wearing of shorts. he's wearing shorts is it weird is it like a lazy thing I mean I know like
1: tracky bottoms and shorts that are that comfortable is he just is he lazy is it yeah, a but, fashion but that's thing that's the thing go with tracky bottoms not shorts good point I think this is the I, I think maybe all of us all of us when we go through those those sort of teenage years, there's an outfit that you just... You can't get yourself out of. Yeah. If I think back to it, I, th- there was like a 1991-92... Adonis Arsenal tracksuit that I had
0: was it was it uh, official was it an official it was an
1: official one yeah. was it okay yeah. fair play yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I recreationally I I would always be in that never he out get of me it. out of it that's
0: the phrasing that the parents would use he's, he's he's always in it you can't get him out of it
1: either that or you'd hear your parents say that's going to walk itself to the linen basket <laughs> if you're not careful
0: <laughs> do you know what I, the photos of your lad that you've put up on uh, Instagram or whatever he looks like a cheeky ball boy. From a football team he <laughs> could be that doesn't he yeah cheeky ball boy no for me i mean i think back at uh in terms of an outfit that I was always in most of our family photos over a particular, maybe like a five or six year period of time from back in the day with me and my brother, I'm wearing a Nike cagoule that I was obsessed with. Used to Amazing. Love it. Do you remember the two tone Nike cagoules that are now back in fashion and cost yeah, loads of yeah, money? Yeah. Like was the top part was like light blue, bottom yeah. half dark blue, had a little Nike tick on the side. used to love that cagoule.
1: What a scally that sounds like. Scally type <laughs> outfit again. I know, in terms of me and the All Out as well,
0: like, um, you know, it's almost a matter, they would try and keep a limit on how many of us are allowed to be in a news agency. Yeah. I'm one given time just based on this outfit absolute radio
2: they are
0: for a podcast
3: we told them to do it themselves and here it is the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie
1: can't get my son out of shorts at the moment it's getting very very cold it's nearly November I don't think it's me being a bad parent I just think it's something you did as a kid what were you always wearing as a kid Mark on Twitter Benetton rugby top it was a thing of beauty oh wow uh, Don says a knockoff 1990 England shell suit from the local market made by Humbro oh good old Humbro
0: <laughs> go past that with a ciggy you go up like a Roman can <laughs> uh, Richie, my 10-year-old son's exactly the same, but he's fuming because of, as of next year, he'll have to wear trousers to school when he goes to secondary ah. school. Stack, who I used to play uh, footy with in Hockley in Essex, has been on, tweeting, saying, uh, a man after my own heart. It's not cold. Keep the shorts on until November at least. <laughs> I think that the shorts-wearing folk, it's not just a fashion choice. It's a way of life. Isn't it? It's a way of life. Uh, let's go to the phones and speak to Lisa, who wants to tell us all about her husband. Tell us about your husband, Lisa.
2: Hello. Yes, he wears flip flops pretty much the most of the time. Flip flops oh, and shorts. shorts. And shorts. and shorts as well. Yeah, he, um, he, It's a complete
0: uniform to him. Wow. I think. Uh, Lisa, tell us about your husband. What's his name?
1: His name's Mark.
0: Mark. And is Mark a postman? Because you know, Richie alluded to this earlier on. Posties almost take pride in their childlike hairless legs and the fact they wear shorts all year round.
2: Oh, no, he definitely doesn't have hair left leg because he's got very, very hairy legs. No, so he's not a postman. he's a rugby boy, so I think it comes as part of the uniform of that.
0: All right, so this is almost his not-going-out outfit that we were talking about last week. Does he get in and put the shorts and flip-flops on as soon as he gets home from work? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, luckily he doesn't wear them to work because that would be quite a story, I think. <laughs> and have
1: you given up on trying to change him on this on this matter?
2: Uh, Yeah, he has upgraded to some slightly smarter ones, like kind of Chino-y cut-off things. uh, Chino cut-off
0: shorts? Wow, a bit of brasserie fashion (laughs) going on there. (laughs)
2: Absolute Radio.
3: If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
1: Uh, Levi denim jacket, never took it off. Led Zepp embroidered on the back from Leona Graham. Sorry, no, John Uh, in Harrogate. It does sound like a Leona outfit. I reckon it's a stage name, it's not John in Harrogate. A lot of the back of Leona's denim jacket she's
0: got, she looks like she's been down to paint and (laughs) (laughs) Seafront. You
1: know, you can get a a panther
0: (laughs) ironed on the back by an Armenian guy. (laughs) Do us a panther on the back of there, would you, mate? (laughs) I don't want to start a war again. No, we made just one of them. Simon in Gloucester says, I never took off my knockoff market stall Tony Yaboa t shirt. Class. And Kirsten says, my husband wears shorts all year round. When he wears trousers, I get worried because I think he might have plans.
3: Absolute radio, pounds <laughs>
0: Now, listen, you've only got until Friday to enter our competition to win £30,000. I think Richie said last week, sometimes people go, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i text in tomorrow and try and win it. Now's the time. Time is running out. The money could be in your bank account by the weekend and ready for you to spend on whatever you want to spend it on. It'll sort out all of your bills for a year or we'll send you on the biggest
1: spending spree ever. Uh, there is not a single hoop in sight that you have to jump through. Nothing to listen out for. No intelligence that you have to show by nope. answering questions. Simply the word WIN in the text message to eight. Twelve fifteen. Nothing else in there. Just the word "win" to eight twelve fifteen.
2: The Absolute Radio thousand pounds giveaway.
3: Text cost two pounds plus your standard network rate. Lines close at nine a.m. on Friday, November the second. We're playing across the Absolute Radio network. You must be over
2: eighteen to play. Rules, terms, and entry are at absoluteradio.co.uk.
1: Uh, this morning on the Dave Ferry Breakfast Show, Dave announced Ed Sheeran playing an intimate gig for Absolute Radio at the Islington Assembly Hall on the 16th of November. Uh, Ed obviously has done a song called Drunk. We're going to play it in a second. We have drunked up a celebrity and asked you to guess who it is. You're not
0: telling me Harry Styles is currently sat in a room somewhere writing a song. You know, with any joy, you'll be surrounded by a lot of 17 year old girls, you know what I mean? Getting grown <laughs> up is a. <laughs> but I can assure you he's not got an acoustic guitar out trying to write a middle eight for summer. Hey, thanks for having a go, people who've been phoning in. Let's go to the phones and say hello and happy Monday to Mark. you right, Mark.
3: Hello, Andy. Yeah, I'm very
2: well,
0: thanks, yeah. Uh, Are you one of those people who wear shorts all year round, like we've been talking about earlier on? You got any weird fashion things that you do? No, I wear shorts all the time. You wear shorts all the time? And I'm not a postman. (laughs) Wow. 24-hour shorts, even on weather like this, Mark, when it's freezing. Well, actually, today I did have tracksuit but I still went out with a T-shirt on. Classy fella. Good man, Mark. Classy fella. Uh, So, any inkling then? Who do you think the drunk celebrity is, please, Mark? I think it's um, Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher. Let's have a little quick listen. At what percentage confident are you, Mark, incidentally? Uh, about um, 95. 95. Let's have a listen. You know, you're not
1: telling me Harry Styles is currently sat <laughs> yes. in the room. Sorry. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is Noel Gallagher. Fantastic. Congratulations. pair of tickets Fantastic. for you to see
1: Ed Sheeran perform live for Absolute Radio at the right. Islington, they Islington they Assembly be Hall. For they be for
3: got to be for my daughter. Did Fantastic. She she What's her name? Wembley. Her name's Hayley. Hayley's going to have a great at time. Wembley, and she so high up, she couldn't even see the stage. She couldn't oh. even see the stage, so
2: she's never seen it. So she's going to get the chance
3: there. It's a Good lovely lads.
1: small venue. She'll have a great time. Fantastic. Friday 16th of November. Next chance to win Dave Berry Breakfast Show tomorrow morning from six. So, Mark, what are you saying again about Wembley? <laughs> the Hometown Podcast with
0: Bush and Ritchie.
2: Absolute Radio.
0: So, as I mentioned earlier on, it's Halloween on Wednesday. And do you know what? Some people like Halloween, some people don't. Some people like trick-or-treating, some people don't. It's quite scary, actually, when you think about it, trick-or-treating, if you're one of the people in the house. It's fine if you're dressed up or whatever. If you're one of the people that's home and you don't know whether trick-or-treaters are going to come call or not, it can be quite scary. As you know, groups of kids with, like, scream masks knocking on your door, and if you don't give them any sweets or you've forgotten to get any on the way home from work,
1: you're going to get your car egged or something. Do you know what I mean? I've never been a fan of it. Um, In my single days, I (laughs) would check into a Premier Inn (laughs) to... Opt out <laughs> of uh, Halloween <laughs> because uh, two reasons: one, you're not going to get your door knocked on, yeah. and two, your car is parked securely. You don't fear it getting egged or keyed.
0: Also, I think three: as a single man, you can't be giving out sweets to kids on the doorstep. <laughs> well, there's that. There's too. that as well. So, anyway, we're a little bit worried about it because obviously our daughter's just seven weeks old, and it's very precarious in terms of getting her to sleep and stuff at the moment. The worst thing in the world would be just got her off to sleep, and suddenly some kids knock on the door. And next thing you know, you know, you've got to give them Big sweets time. or whatever. Uh, so. I was chatting with Katie about it, obviously I'm going to be on air here whilst the trick-or-treating is going on on Wednesday so it's kind of up to her, God bless her but she told me that a friend said don't worry about it, don't worry about trick-or-treaters one way or the other because you can opt in or opt out. How? Well there's an international sign apparently, if you have a pumpkin, a carved pumpkin on your doorstep that says to trick-or-treaters come on over, knock on the door, we're up for it if you don't have a pumpkin, carved pumpkin on your doorstep, that says to trick-or-treaters we're not up for it, don't knock on the door and they won't.
1: I have a I haven't heard this as a rule, Me neither. But what I would say is I don't think it works, because I have never put a pumpkin out, <laughs> but I've been bothered many times.
0: Me too. I know what you're thinking on this. Just want to know if this is an actual rule or not. Maybe this has come in recently. When I was a kid, you should knock on everyone's yeah. door. Twice sometimes. 8, 12, 15, let us know. Is this a thing?
2: Absolute Radio.
0: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and
3: Richie.
0: Congrats to Mark earlier on for winning Ed Sheeran tickets. Another chance to win tomorrow morning on Breakfast with Dave Barry and we'll have more tickets for you tomorrow as well, so don't you worry about that. Meanwhile, we're just talking about Halloween on Wednesday. Is it a thing, if you don't want trick-or-treaters to come round, if you don't have a pumpkin on your doorstep, you're fine? No, let me just say, let me... Yeah, if you don't have a pumpkin on
1: your doorstep, that means you don't want trick-or-treaters. If you have a pumpkin on your doorstep, you do want trick-or-treaters. (laughs) 8.12.15, Bush at Richie. it's the law. If there's no pumpkin, you don't knock on the door, says Duncan. Wow. Kate in Prittlewell. Gents, good evening. My misery father always put a note on our door around Halloween, simply stating, no trick-or-treaters, please. Baby sleeping. Seem to do the trick. But I guess she's implying there in that household, there was actually no baby tell You can't do that. That's awful. <laughs> lying about a baby. <laughs> lying
0: about a baby. Do you know what I remember? Our neighbours, when I was a kid in Trowbridge, uh, put a note up like that saying no trick-or-treaters, please. And they were the talk of the cul-de-sac. <laughs> Miserable so-and-sos. Reece says, uh, when I've taken my son trick-or-treating, we only end up stopping at the houses with Halloween decorations. I realised after a bit that people without stuff like pumpkins weren't answering, so we stopped bothered. We stopped bothering, which is good. And Andrew in Orpington says, kind of true. Two years ago, we didn't leave out a pumpkin and had two callers last year's we did and the doorbell rang 27 times oh. had to go out and get more sweets there you go with great power comes great responsibility.
3: they asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: I was just talking about Halloween. I mean, if this is a thing, if this is a rule, then that is a real relief for anyone who's a bit 50-50 about whether they want trick-or-treaters or not. As far as we can tell, early signs are that if you leave a pumpkin, carve pumpkin out the front of your house, that means you're up for trick-or-treaters and you're prepared. You've got the sweets. If you don't put a pumpkin out the front, you don't want trick-or-treaters
1: and they won't bother you, I think. Heather tweets, in the States, you don't knock on the door if the porch- light is off halloween rules
0: wow i love that you need a porch though for that to work if you don't have a porch there's no way of communicating with the outside world don't want to brag but i have a porch have you got a porch, got a porch? Yeah. we don't have a porch i'd love a porch i would have said a porch is pretty easy to make if you don't have one you can't just make a porch of course you can how do you make a porch i would you're hoop because of the diy <laughs> stuff from today <laughs> yeah. don't you get ideas where you stay. have got
1: to put up two little planks of wood at 45 degrees uh, and then another plank on top, then tile it, surely. That's outrageous.
0: Well, just give me a rough estimate of how long you think it would make, take for you to make a porch. I'd,
1: I'd knock you up a porch in a day.
0: You heard it here first, folks. He can knock up a porch in a day.
2: Absolute radio.
0: If you insist on listening to them in your
3: own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie.
1: Right, today's toilet isn't necessarily a quiz, but I do have a couple of questions for you to start off with. Okay, go on. The home of World Snooker, where would you say that was?
0: Crucible.
1: Yeah, the Crucible Theatre yeah. in Sheffield. It's a venue famous for snooker. It's called a theatre, is it? it the Crucible Theatre is, uh, yeah. yeah. Other other times during the year, it's not just snooker, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's like all sorts of plays and Please. shows going on. Yeah, I yeah. genuinely didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Well, yeah. oh, there you go, learn snooker new things. Snooker just books it out for their world championship. That's rude of them to take the name,
0: so synonymously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> home of cricket. Lords. Okay, well done. Good so far. <laughs> the home of the Rubik's Cube UK Championship. Oh, man. It's got to be... Tough is it, one. Is it... London? No, I, I'll put you out of your misery. It's the Stevenage Forum. Wow. Uh, and uh, over the weekend at the aforementioned Stevenage Forum, a new UK champion has been crowned at the Rubik's Speed Cubing UK Championship of 2018. Wow, what a title that is! Where do you stand on Rubik's Cube? I've never, ever been any good at it whatsoever. So I'm in awe at some of the stuff I'm about to tell you.
0: No, I'll we'll tell you, the weird thing you should mention it is because my eight-year-old has just become obsessed with Rubik's Cubes. So we got one given to us as like a birthday thing, and she's been carrying it around, trying to do it, and then um, my parents were over a couple of weeks ago, my dad tried to, you know, do yep. it with her as well, but couldn't get anywhere near even completing one side, let alone the whole thing.
1: Uh, over the weekend, 250 competitors, 20 different countries, all taking part. Some of them as young as seven. Wow! So, your daughter could well have been one of those people. Yeah. This is the goal to aim for. Alexander Lau is the new UK champion, solving the 3x3 three three cube in an average of 8.75 seconds. But that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's, and the thing is, like you think, oh, maybe they just train for it and they know what the moves are, but I guess someone mixes the cube up to, yeah. for you and gives it to you.
1: Absolutely. That's crazy. Two more records for you. A wow. new UK record in the 3x3, three three, one-handed... How does that even work? Well, you've got to be very dexterous with your fingers. That is crazy. Three by three, one-handed record, secured by Louis de Mandonca. Oh, what a great name. 8.59 seconds. How do they do that? Here's the one that's really going to blow your mind, though. Ben Ridley, hats off to Ben. The Riddler. Achieving a new UK record for three by three, with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> He's just mucking about now. He's just mucking about, this kid. <laughs> If anything, he's
0: undermining the rest of the competition. 27 seconds. That's crazy, isn't it? Hats off. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
2: Absolute radio.
0: That is it. That is pretty much it. Richie, let me tell you this by the time this podcast has been listened to by a load of people or whatever, or we get in tomorrow morning for our dead early meeting, I will have a parcel arrive for me. What's a really Have you bought a really boring thing recently? Like a
1: bore? What's the most boring thing you've Amazoned? Uh, arrived yesterday from Amazon yep. uh, the innards for a nappy bin. <laughs> Wow, I've got one of those nappy bits. They're really good, aren't really they? Really good. They twist I... on the top. Yeah. Uh, no, it didn't twist on the top, no. What, a twisty um, one? We're going to go down this now. We are, let's uh, do it. It opens up. You, uh, The nappies go in through some kind of jaw of death yeah. into sort of like a, 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 a blue funnel of plastic. That's what we've got, yeah. But then, yeah, I guess you do kind of sort of like clip it off once it's, it's full. What we do, your nappy goes in, claw of death, Sarlacc yeah.
0: pit from Star Wars, if you remember that, Return of the Jedi, but then you twist the top around and it twist the top of the little nappy oh, bag bit. Oh, So it, when you take it out and put it in the bin, it looks like a string of sausages.
1: Yes, that's exactly so what it's like, like. Yeah, not sausages I'd want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the worst kind of sausages. Uh, I have an Amazon parcel arriving uh, tomorrow of uh, some A5 to-do insert things for my
1: Final Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Quite boring. Uh, that's mo- more boring than the, uh, than the nappy innards.
0: <laughs> Still pretty boring. If you've got a boring thing, let us know.